Jessica Miria, and this is my sister, Dr. Bluma Ekstu. We are two sisters that love each other very much, but spent most of our lives fighting like cats and dogs. The healing of our sibling relationship impacted our entire lives. We have a new outlook on life now. We are on a mission to help adult siblings not only heal their relationships, but make them aware of the impact it has had everywhere in their lives. The number one cause of domestic abuse is not spousal, it's sibling abuse. We have created this podcast to help you, make you laugh, and give you the tools you need to heal as we have healed. Welcome to Sibs United. Did you hate your sibling? I did. I did too. 80% of the world has a sibling. Do you know that? Chances are everybody hates their sibling. You do, and you do, and you do, because we all have siblings. I had a sibling. You have a sibling. 80% of the world has a sibling. And ready to be shocked by this statistic, 70% of all domestic violence that's reported is from sibling abuse. So why isn't anyone doing anything about it? I could start crying right now just about that. It's true. it's this, it is so sad that the world accepts that sibling violence and sibling rivalry is a totally normal, acceptable, acceptable, uh, and permanent mm-hmm. situation in a relationship. All the studies in, in psychology that I've researched have showed that if you have a bad relationship with your sibling as a child, it's not going to change as an adult. They're saying that that's, it, that's what it is, as if there's no chance that it could be better, that it could be improved. It, it's, a, it's, it's more than sad. It's, it's devastatingly unfair and actually really unimaginative, honestly. You know, can't imagine that siblings could get along. And here's the thing is if you didn't get along with the longest relationship of your life that you will have, how can you really think that you're going to get along with other human beings for the rest of your life? There was a, I was out um, with a bunch of girls the other night and this one woman said, we were talking about 2016 and she laughed and said, I'm not friends with that group of people anymore that I was friends with in 2016. And it was like, Oh my God, I totally get it. I didn't say anything at the moment just because I was in such um, an aha moment, but that is a huge thing that affects all of us that we go from one friendship to another because we haven't learned how to get along with our longest relationship, our sibling. That's exactly right. That's what what you and I are, what we've worked on, on how to get along with each other and not hate each other anymore. It did not happen overnight. No, it it did not happen overnight, but it did happen because we made a, and we had an awareness that we were being driven by this hate inside of us for each other. Mm -hmm. The hate I had for you drove me to how the types of the the, the style of friendships that I had, Mm -hmm. you know, in your life. Exactly. At work, uh, when you show up at a grocery store, your friendships, 
um, how you're teaching your own children how to behave, even though you're conscious of, ooh, I don't like how I feel when I behave that way. You don't know how to undo it because you have these triggers that were developed when you were growing with your sibling and your parents or caregivers didn't, most of us did not um, teach us how to be any other way. And so then we just take those triggers and behaviors and emotions into us, into the world that came from zero to, to eight years old and take those and they follow us. And we still have those same emotional triggers that, that, create trauma in our lives, even though we don't want to step in that anymore in that shit. We want to, to grow outside of ourselves. You and I did so much individual work and it, it didn't matter when we went back into our family dynamic with our mom and father and other siblings, they, they just expected us to continue being that, taking that role on even though I know for sure that's not who I am anymore. Right, right, right. And I think that it brings us back to the point about like, you know, do you hate your sibling? Because I feel like the the hate, the, the, the expected roles that mm-hmm. we are sort of ascribed and that we just mm-hmm. kind of keep repeating and, and reinforcing because of our family dynamic and because of not being taught another way, like, like we did, like how it was for you and me. But you I were, feel like you were the favorite and I was the black sheep. Right. Right. Even though uh, that's not who I wanted to be. Right. I, I, I don't think that it was want or not want. It was not a choice. It was that mm-hmm. was given to you and this was given to me. And then it was reinforced because our parents are the barometer for whether, whether or not you're valuable or I'm valuable. If you, if, if they show up and they show, they, they treat you a certain way, then it tells me I can treat you that way within mm-hmm. a range mm-hmm. and no one's going to question it. No one's going to. And then, and then, it, and then if you complain about it, you're the bad guy because the family has accepted it's okay to treat Jessica like that. Well, let's get into an example. Let's tell a story of how people, how you can understand uh, and possibly relate to this. Uh, for me, I, my, my, one of my, um, biggest feeling memories is in the back of, um, our, you know, 1970s car that didn't have seatbelts and your superpower for a long, long time was, um, you were great at emotionally, um, finding just the right way to say something to me that would trigger me and hurt me and make me feel super small. And I would then say, and I'll let you talk to that in a second. And then I would say something to mom, mom, she's being so mean to me. And now that we're parents, you know, we can relate to that. We, when you're driving, especially there's all these things that you have to be paying attention to and you're hearing this, but it's, you're just kind of zoning out. Like we all do when we're driving and uh, you're thinking of the next thing or whatever that you're about to do. And, but so I'm, I'm putting that in the, in referencing that, but at this, but as a kid, you don't know this. And so she's, I feel ignored and diminished that my feelings don't matter. And then I have to protect myself. And so I physically hit you. And then that's when mom paid attention, pulled over, 
And then I was punished, probably spanked, um, which reinforced that hitting was acceptable. And um, and it just and she would say that what I did was worse. And as a parent, I did not allow that dynamic to happen in my household because it always takes two people. It, you're right. It does take two people. I don't remember mom ever spanking you, but I, I want to respond to this memory too because for but you're me, not discounting. You're not. You just don't remember it. That's I just. I just said I don't remember mom. Right, I know. I just wanted to for the audience who doesn't know that that's what you're not. You're not discounting my memory of it. I just want to because we haven't talked about that. Okay, so first I want to say that the way that we have, the way that you and I have been able to do this work is because we have taken the time to talk about the highlight memories from our childhood that have stayed with us all these years, whether we remember them, whether they're the same memory, like this is your core memory. I have a core memory and it's not the same, but mm-hmm. we've, we've, if, when, when you look, when like what we're doing right now, we're taking this memory. We talked about this countless times, but the way that you just gave, you said it triggered me in how I feel. And I want to respond but you're, and then I will, but, but you're right that the thing is, is it's my version of how I remember it and your version of how you remember it, like an eyewitness to a, a, you know, a car crash, both people experienced it deeply, emotionally, realistically. And when they tell it, if someone else has a different version, it does not mean that that other person didn't see it exactly that way. and didn't experience it exactly mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. Accuracy is not the point. It's mm-hmm. how we feel when we talk about this memory. And if you, I give you the, I witness your experience and I hear it as though it was, as though I wasn't there in a way, you know what I mean? Like I'm here, like, because if I put myself in a situation when I'm listening to your version, then I stop hearing it from you. And I start right. thinking about right. it myself. Which is how we did it for the last right. 40 years. We, yeah. we are a witness to each other. Exactly. Exactly. Um, what I was going to say is it's funny because so first of all, part of our, part of what just happened right now is that you remember things from, we've talked about this. There's different kinds of memory, but mm-hmm. you're, when you remember this and you come from a place of emotion, so you're not thinking about it chronologically. Sure, or the way that you're saying that though, I, I come from a place of emotional memory. Yes. yes. That's yes. what I, I just, right. I said, we're talking about memory. There's different kinds of memory. Not the details where, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So yeah. see what's happening even still is yeah. this, this need for accuracy and, mm-hmm. and, for, and for representation. Right, 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 right. right. And it's, but that's the point is it doesn't go away. We're just showing you are safer to say it for me. And I am safer to hear it from, even though we still don't agree on how this memory happened or talking about it. It's, because it's not about accuracy. It's about acceptance, right, Jess? Mm-hmm. I accept yes. that when you think about this memory, you, because I, I, I listened to how you were saying it and you're like, you made me feel. And I'm like, in my, in my, my moment, I'm like, I didn't make you feel that. Totally. There are certain consistent statements that I say, and that's one of them that are from my childhood. So I'm going to write this down because I want to be, I want to figure out a, I want to reframe that um, so that it's not consistent in, and so that I can have a trigger phrase instead. So 
I have to know what that trigger is first. Otherwise, I don't recognize it. I have to, I have to write it down and actually witness it. And then when it happens again, I'm like, oh, there it is. And then I have to, to say okay. what the new, for, no, I already have worked it through. So okay. what I say is you made me feel. And then also my other one that we, the other day was, um, I let you. Right. I say things like, um, you know, I'll give you that. I say that, you know, like Mm -hmm. when you hear an argument, you say, I give you that. It's like, like it's, it's this, you know, authority. I think it comes from a place of authority, right? When you said, when you said those things to me in the car, I felt so small. That's it. It's just a shift from it's, I know. I don't know if I can eat, like, even when you say that, I feel like one, cause you're saying it. I know, I know. <laughs> but also just like, I don't know if I'm, if I'm, I don't know. I'm, like the first word that's coming to me is I'm strong enough, but to want to say that I, I, I feel like honestly, it's, it's two emotions that are connected to one to two different people, right? First, it's about how you showed up and then it's about how mom didn't show up right for me as an as a caregiver right as and a so it's child correct and we were children um and the adults uh are supposed to be adults even though we all bring something from our our past um our own childhood our we learned we've learned so much of what mom has brought from her childhood by talking to her and learning her patterns from her childhood that she brought into our relationship and how her mom didn't show up for her yes i mean and then you just track it back it's that intergen it's that transgenerational loading you and know and the only way to to change that for future generations in your family is to talk about it so that that energy is is lessened it's not so like i'm making this motion because it's so right. loud right you ignore it right all these, right all these triggers but- are loud unless you and that's why i'm saying to you for me i have to write these common okay. trigger phrases that i do to protect myself and the deeper you go to down this you don't have to go as deep as you and i have but the, the more awareness that you have of it, the quieter those become. Yes. And then, and then it's easier. It's easier to deal with them. They don't go away. It's a part of our core makeup that, that I really believe that. Um, but we, but because they're quieter, um, they are more manageable. It's just the truth. Um, and, and they don't trigger you as much because you're, you've, they've come out of your subconscious and now they're in your, you know, in your right in front of your face, but not, um, I really don't mean that. I don't like that. I mean, no, 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 right. I don't mean that. I go ahead. Well, I, what I think, what I, I think, what, well, I think you should let me say it. Cause that's something else that we that that's a pattern that we've had. Right. So I'm going to try to think of how to say I, it. Okay. But I just want to say that the reason I'm cutting you off, I am, I'm saying it is because we have 30 minutes. We're supposed to do a 30 minute talk. Uh, about how long things. has it been? I don't even know. 
So it says 40 minutes, it says 40 minutes on the thing. Well, we chit chatted though at the beginning for a minute. So I, I'm, all right, I'm, let me just say, then let me just okay. say, um, I agree it. We need to be conscious of that. So, um, <laughs> I love you. I love you. I want to say that. Okay. Thank now you. go. <laughs> Sorry. When you sit with yourself, this is another exercise that we've learned how to do is to allow yourself to really go within yourself and, and get asked for the answer for what you're looking for and trusting you, trusting me, that's, that's part of it. Right. And so me, and so that since I know you trust me, then I can trust myself too. Right. Like that's how it was in the past. Now you we're learning. I just need to trust myself. But so what happens is, is that at the beginning, your triggers and these um, traumas that happen when you were young, you push them down and you protect yourself. You remember the details. I don't, I just remember the emotion attached to it that I felt diminished and that my feelings didn't matter, that I didn't matter. And when you actually talk about them with the main person that they were brought up from, from childhood, um, then it quiets it in a way that they're still there and they sometimes show up but they're quieter that, that you're able to deal with other ones that, um, and so you're able to take more lessons from your life and grow as a human to transform your life. Like we're able to be on this project together because we did this work mm-hmm. and we really, anyways, I don't want to, I was going to just finish up, but I want you to add. I, I agree. I Thank you for saying it again. And um, I agree with everything that you said. There's only one point that you put that I don't feel like is how I would describe it, which is you said we push them down. I don't think so. I actually think they they get, um, I'm, I'm imagining like an onion. I feel like- <laughs> What? Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard to imagine. No. Um, you know, I feel like the core memory is inside and then over life, again, a layer upon mm-hmm. a layer upon. And so it's so loud. It has to scream so loudly mm-hmm. to be heard because of all That's this. It when you said that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It gets muted by all of these layers. It's like, you know, when you put your sweater on, you put your jacket on, you put your hat, there's so much that it's hard to hear. So you have to be louder in order. So I feel like when, when you, in, instead of how I think oftentimes in therapy and why I think that individual work wasn't sufficient is you're dealing with these outer layers because you really can't deal with that core inner original story without the person. It's very difficult to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, just to go off on a tangent for a second, it's kind of like when you're trying to, you know, deal with forgiving a parent who's died, there's only so far or, or, or the abuser of a situation. I've done this, you know, trauma work, like, if you don't have the abuser, who's really going to be, you know, um, you know, remorseful, mm-hmm. right. It's hard to do that work without the person. And I feel like that speaks to why it's so important to deal with your sibling, the original memories or the pain points, you know, going through them that with them in, in the way that we did was how it was possible that the onion just went and everything just opened mm-hmm. up, you know, like That's that awesome blossom. Right. Yeah, that awesome. Book. Yeah, isn't that? Yeah, at uh, that. Philly's, I think, or something like that. No, no, no. Well, maybe, maybe. I think it's at um, the other state place. Uh, oh, Outback. Yeah. yeah. 
Thanks, Yami. So I think that when you're an individual work, you can only do the outer layer of the onion in a way. You know what I mean? Like you can right, only correct, right. the parts that are yours only. Mm-hmm, you deal mm-hmm, with the inner part mm-hmm. of the onion. It just goes like awesome blossoms, man. It just does. Like, and then you can just pick it apart so easily. It's just so open. And that's why, and then you don't have to be so loud. So I don't feel like we- Not you, but the math, the voice the, inside The part you. of us, yeah. yes, me, no. Yeah. Fucking yes, me. Well, yes, it's you, but I just mean when you're alone, sitting alone or with other people, right. it's the internal voice. I'm just saying, I'm not saying like, you, I mean, you do end up using it in a way that often doesn't serve you. Like last, well, <laughs> last night I at, at this party we went to, there was an individual that was there that I just don't want to be around. Um, they've been mean to me for a long time. And I going there, I knew that they were going to be there. And so I was like, Hey, I don't want to, I will. I, so I hugged this person in front of everyone else. And then I walked away because I just didn't want to engage with them. Um, Go you grace. Go you. I was really exactly. And I waved goodbye to this person, but, um, it was, that was as much as I wanted. I put a boundary up for myself and I'm, I am proud of myself. I am proud of you too. I'm proud of you too. And um, that's, we've, that's I've come a long way, right? Like that's a huge. That, sorry, I'm interrupting you. Yeah, I want, no, I'm, that's it. That's I know you're saying something so great too, which is that that's exactly what happens. That's what, that's the abundance of that potential. It comes from dealing with the core story, mm-hmm. our core issue together. That's what allowed you to feel less like, it, you know, it's intense on uh, there that. was intensity before I went there in, in emotion, like, God, I like, don't want to, I'm going to send this text to another friend that I am not going to be sitting with them because I don't want it. Cause I know that they're going to be sitting next to this person, but I was like, no, I'm just going to quietly make this happen. Well, um, that is immense growth also. I also, I mean, because you know what, by doing, by, by doing what you would have done in the past, mm-hmm. and I, I was the same. I did the same kind of thing. You're actually, it's, it's passive aggressive because mm-hmm. you're going in and you're taking that other person's moment and, and you're, 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 you know, smudging your stuff on it. Mm-hmm. And then there it's hard for them. It's splitting between that person and the person, you know, it's right. Correct. Exactly. It has nothing to do with the other friend that I was going to text, I'm not going to sit next to you. It's like yucky. It just put still because we are. It makes you the victim. It makes you a victim in yeah, that situation. Right. Okay, right. you're not a victim. Yeah. And so instead, and you came and you came with grace, and you gave that person a hug because it's not really about them. It's about you. Mm-hmm. And then you gave yourself a boundary mm-hmm. and protected yeah. yourself. And then instead, and then it, it settled it in a way. You didn't have to. Did. I, I talked to everyone else. I had a great time and I feel like I acknowledged their presence, but okay. and didn't ignore it. Where in the past, I feel like I would, I would want to, um, I mean, for sure. When I was younger, I would want to show up and completely ignore them. And it would just, this energy would still be on me. And this way I acknowledge their presence. Yeah. And in a loving way, which is how I want to show up now, but in a way that I put a boundary up that I was like, I'm going to acknowledge you because that's loving, but I, I 
don't want to engage with you. Um, cause and, you and, and I, right. And this whole thing that you're talking about, that we're talking about how you're describing it, it, it directly relates to our original problems that between that we shared between us. Yeah. That's, that's the whole point. Like what? what do you mean? Like, like, well, why, if I do, when I do that in the past, when, when, I, do that that, in the past. when I split between two people, if I'm going to a party and I know so-and-so is going to be there and I send a message to so-and-so and I say, Hey, I don't want to be around her. I'm just letting you know, I'm not going to be near you so that, because I'm not because of her created this whole thing. I do that so that either I'm picked as the favorite, they're, they're going to choose me over the other person. I know that comes up for you as well from the opposite. Well, right. For me, I was like, she's not that my other friend, I'm like, she's not going to pick me. Cause that is my go-to of, of that mom, you know, the dynamic with mom, I'm not the favorite, even right. though like, whatever I can totally go down a rabbit hole regarding that. So I, I won't write. Uh, my point is, my yeah. point is, is you can relate to what I'm saying as far yes, as yes. you can, we can find the nuance to it. And I, 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 I always want to know. Um, I, I just mean, this is relevant in every aspect of our lives mm -hmm. because like you said, your sibling usually closest to you, but even still regardless is the longest relationship that you'll have in your life. And we are on a mission to change the way adult sibling relationships yes. are viewed in, in society. Yes. We, are, we don't accept mm -hmm. that um, if you had a shitty, painful, violent, emotionally, you know, draining. aggressive, draining, yeah. whatever, whatever you had as a kid, you didn't get taught the skill set to get over it. And your families are still making you folk. No, we say no. We say it's not a death sentence. Correct. Just because you got, you had a bad childhood relationship with your sibling. No. 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 And yes to let's get together with siblings and let's help guide them to yeah. a healthier, happy adult relationship where actually they are friends. You out there in the world can actually have a better relationship with that sibling who you say would never ever show up for you in that Absolutely. way. That, that one that you hate, your sibling that you hate, we know that it can be better. It, it is better. When All you have to do the work we that do you the work together, not individual work anymore. We, you have you and to your, do it together. Right. You and your sibling have to do one month, one month. That's how long it took us. We did forever longer because we realized, wait a minute, this is absent in the world and the world could literally be happier. 80% of the world has a sibling. 80% of the world could be happier. Yes. If you took one month to look at your relationship with them. The one month is a, um, is how you're going to have a breakthrough so that the other work that you do together and hanging out is going to be further enhanced. It takes one month to do the, like, Oh, this is difficult. And then it takes, then it's there, like other layers of onion, uh, pulling over, you know, like, okay, we can deal with this next one. Um, and so really honestly give us a month and we're going to be able to help you and then give us a little more time and 
who knows what you and your sibling are going to do together okay. that is going to change the world and in, especially in wants to help you family. yes right. love you i love you thank you for listening to suits united podcast please subscribe leave a review or comment we'd love to hear from you while you're at it, follow us on Facebook and Instagram and become a part of our tribe of helping heal adult sibling relationships.